I think I'm ready to record a podcast here. Are you ready to record a podcast? I'm ready to record a podcast. Uh, Shall I or shall you? You. I started the last one, sir. Uh, Fine. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Draft Politics in a slightly noisy but new uh, location. Uh, I'm with here. I already screwed that up. That's fantastic. Well, 12 seconds in. <laughs> that didn't take long. 12 seconds in. I don't even think that counts as a ride in a rodeo, right. sir. But let me try it again. And with me here, as always, it's EJ. Uh, yeah. Hi, it's EJ. We're here at the Hop Butcher. We're going to talk about later. But look, here's something amazing. It is two episodes in a row where we're at a different brewery. Yes. One we hadn't been to before. So. Yes. Now, this is one that not many people have been to before because no. it's brand new. It is, it is brand new. It's just opened. Really great place. Um, it is Thanksgiving week. Today I'm giving thanks for many things. Mostly jokes. Mostly jokes. But uh, we're here at the Hot Butcher. I'm giving thanks for new places being opened. Um, Lots of stuff happened in the last couple weeks. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. There was uh, an election, I believe. So we'll probably talk about that. We but will. let's get to the important stuff. What's going on with Elon Musk? I mean, this guy, right? <laughs> I mean, I really feel like, and this is a, a description I've stolen from a friend of mine who said, some people just act like coked up squirrels all the time. Yeah. And that's what it feels like Elon Musk is doing right now. Well, here's here's what I would like to understand is, like, what changed? Because I feel like he was, he largely seemed to have his shit together. Yeah. And then he largely seemed to not have his shit together. And I don't know if that's just, like, he decided to be more public about his shit not being together or if there's some, something went awry. Yeah, I, I think his bank, you know, his his wealth went awry. Yes. He started believing the hype in the cult of personality, yeah, right? Yeah, that may be. Just too many people saying yes and wanting to hand him a billion dollars. So, I mean, it is it is absolutely insane. So here he is, you know, just making decisions willy-nilly about the future of this company, firing yeah. people, locking people out. Yeah. I love the, hey, look, unless you're willing to work 80-hour weeks, you need to, you know, quit tomorrow. And, and it was like an Outlook poll. You know those Outlook polls that you've never noticed because they're up in the top and nobody's ever used? It was like, you have to click yes to keep your yeah, job. Yeah, yes to keep your job. And, they just and a lot of people every- click no to say, yeah. I'll take my three-month severance and go work somewhere where they will not openly. Like, there are lots of places where you're going to work long hours. That's one thing. To actively be said, you must be hardcore and work 80 hours and whatever else. And like, no, I, no, we're not doing that. I mean, look, we both work for software companies. Yes. I would never look at my software and say, I'm building something so unique and so different. Like Twitter, I guess, is yeah. fine, but I think it's the same thing. You know, you don't, you're not building something lasting. Are you curing cancer? Yes, no. Are you uh, making world peace? Yes, no. Pretty much that's it. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. It's no, not worth it. Absolutely. So I, I think the other thing that's really just insane about it is the pretending to have some kind of compass or you know plan 
And he's like, oh, well, yeah, don't no. worry, we're going to have a content moderation council. And at the same time, I'm going to put a poll out that says, should we let the Cheeto back on? Yes or no? Well, the content moderation council voted say yes, apparently. Right. And that's when he, he tweeted, Vox Populi, Vox Dei, which means the voice of the people is the voice of God. Just slightly out of context, because the rest of that quote said, and the voice of the people often approaches madness. Yes. So. <laughs> and then somebody was like, the conservatives were like, well, what about Alex Jones? Who will think of Alex Jones? I really try not to, but yeah. he does keep showing up. And more on him later. And Elon's like, well, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I won't ever use somebody who, you know, politicizes or benefits off the deaths of children. Oh, so he's got a line. <laughs> I guess. I guess it de depends on how you define children. Right. So exactly. there's that. But we did, we're, we're now past existential dread period. So in our last podcast, it yeah. was existential it, dread check-in. It, it, so it's always a little weird to me when I'm like, we didn't win per se, but we also lost by a lot less than we probably should have. So like, so like that's good. Is that and a Pyrrhic good. victory? What's that? Is that a Pyrrhic victory? No, it's not. No, it's not a Pyrrhic victory because a Pyrrhic victory you kind of like you feel bad about. It. Like you won, but it's still like ah, that didn't go well. Yeah. Like. We, it's, more, it's actually the opposite of that. It's a Pyrrhic loss. Because <laughs> we lost, but we feel good about it. I mean, we half lost. I mean, right. let's go back. What, do you remember our predictions? Yes, I predicted death and destruction, and you predicted not death and destruction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I predicted you that, are certainly closer. that we would pick up a seat in the Senate, and Republicans would have a five-seat majority in the House. And I think as of right now, because we're still not done counting ballots... Yes. Looking at you, Alaska um, and California. I think it looks like Republicans plus three in the House. That's and, hilarious. Uh, like, can't we just, I don't know, bribe three of them to just come over and, like, well, then we have the House, too? And, and here's the crazy thing about it. The two reasons why we, there are two states which have determined the, the, the fate of the house one florida yeah where desantis jammed through a super hyper partisan map that this even the the legislature thought was illegal but they still kowtowed to him yeah and you know it eventually got to the point where it's like well it's probably illegal but we're going to let it stand for this election and it will yep. probably get re-adjudicated so they got one to two seats out of that. Yeah. Then New York, which tried to push through a hyper-partisan map got, that got smacked down and redrawn by the... Right. Plus, plus backlash against Cuomo's yeah. sort of tanking the party. So. And so there were like four seats there. Yeah. Four seats. So in the end, it, it could be just New York... Oh, yeah. Like, imagine we've lost the... Which we, creates an interesting dynamic because, yes, while we get to look forward to likely Speaker of the House McCarthy, um, which, you know, McCarthy is usually not a good choice for uh, for anybody with power in the House. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> nice. But uh, it's going to be interesting because you got a lot of guys, who one in New York, who will be 
subject to pressure because they're not in like deeply Republican districts, no. right? And so depending on what happens in the next election, they could be very sensitive to what's going on. And so are those people that you could pressure into a vote to say codify Roe or those kinds of things? Like there's a lot of interesting possibilities there. Yeah, I think because it's going to be so tight and there are people that won in swing districts, I think that they're, it's going to be really hard for the Republicans to launch all sorts of investigations or impeachments, rather, because yeah. I know they've got them queued up. Um, uh, but really, the chances that the House passes anything are pretty, pretty low. Um, yeah, I mean... It's going to be like we know that anything that is particularly Republican leaning is definitely not going to get anywhere because of those Democrats have the Senate. But there might be some chance of, of Democrats pulling one off. But odds are we just get some bad investigations, and that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. We will know all about the, the innards of. We will know exactly what processor Biden's laptop, or excuse me, Hunter Biden's laptop is using. We won't know Biden's laptop. That's a different laptop. They'll subpoena yeah. it, I'm sure. I mean, suspect Biden's laptop is paper-based. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's on my lap. What? <laughs> I put it on my lap. Dark Dark Brandon doesn't need electronics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's kind of a, he's a roving his, his EMP. telekinesis is for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so super happy about Pennsylvania in general. Yeah. Um, I, we talked before about the existential dread from not only the Senate race, but the governor's race, because the governor appoints the secretary of state. And Josh Shapiro just smacked down yeah. Mastriano, which was great. Outperformed. So, uh, so, and this is the thing that I found most fascinating about all the races, was when... Say the the difference in performance between candidates for Senate and Governor or Senate and uh, Secretary of State. So, you know, uh, Shapiro outperformed Fetterman by two to three points, just about everywhere. Yeah, which is wow. Um, in Arizona, uh, the the person whose shirt you've got on right yes, now. Yes, yes, and we're in the Mark Kelly. Uh, Going to space with our science and facts T-shirt. Yeah, so. he outperformed the ca the Democratic candidates for governor and secretary of state. Yep, by several points, three, four points. Yep. Um, I mean those are those are big differences, right? Like, just interesting to me, you know, split ticket. Um, Michigan turned out very well, right? Uh, Michigan flipped their Senate and their House as well as re-electing Big Gretch, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, Daniel Nessel, and the Secretary of State, whose name just escaped me. Jocelyn Benson. Jocelyn Benson is the Secretary of State of Michigan. Uh, we, are, we are now allowing you to phone a friend in our, in yeah, our exactly. podcasting, as it turns out. Uh, we, we, are, we are joined sort of silently without a mic uh, by <laughs> former candidate for Alderman uh, Katie Siraki. Uh She's here. Uh, she's enjoying one of these fine hot butcher beers, but uh, does not want to participate <laughs> today. <laughs> does but not, we'll, we'll does not want to get roped into our craziness. No, she does not. She is very smart. So what's next here? Uh, there's already been you know, some elections for leadership. 
We've got our lame duck session. But in just a few weeks, uh, there is a runoff election in Georgia, the great state of Georgia. Yes. Uh, that elected Brian Kemp by not a close margin. Um, but we couldn't get a Senate candidate over the 50% mark. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how the dynamics of that are now that, like, now the Democrats definitely have control. The question is, how much does that affect what the, you know, what the turnout is going to be? How yeah, excited well, are people to show up? Uh, are people eager to get Herschel Walker into the Senate, even though it won't matter for control of the Senate? Well, or vice I mean, versa? Here's the thing. Kemp outperformed Herschel Walker by seven or eight points. Yeah. Huge, huge margin. And there's just not enthusiasm for Herschel Walker anyway. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no way people are coming out. I mean, we're all going to go and we're going to do the things and I'm going to make the phone calls and the, and the tweets and, and the whatever to, yeah. to encourage turnout. But, I mean, Democrats have got to feel pretty good about Warnock's chances there. Yeah. Pretty fe- got to feel, feel pretty good. Um, I, look, there are two races I just want to touch on. Bobert almost lost. That would well, have been the, yes. the huge. If it hadn't been for the corrupt election system, she totally would have lost. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wait. Weird, because I haven't heard any like any right wing people like really calling out that election. Because clearly, I mean, she was behind the whole time, and then suddenly came from behind. Suddenly, That's I just suspicious. need to ask this. Is anybody in your family in that district? Because no. that's close. No, right? no, no, no. Actually, my family's all in a fairly liberal district, as it turns out. Uh, boy, they must hate that. So, <laughs> um, but it's a good point. You know, there have been a lot more concessions by candidates this time around. Um, not nearly, very few protests or anything out and about at counting sites. You know, Carrie Lake the losing gubernatorial candidate in Arizona has really been the only one who's been the only candidate who's been outspoken about it being terrible. Right. Well, um, you know, and I think not not having Trump on the ticket during this election it makes a big difference. Because yeah, you just don't have somebody who to have that sort of centralized microphone to just start railing on about, you know, the, the corrupt system. But I will say, I was traveling uh, in uh, Nashville uh, a couple weeks ago, and had a Uber driver who was explaining to me how uh, he did not believe that the election happened that way, and there's no way that Fetterman won Pennsylvania, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, they're still out there. They're yeah. still driving Ubers. Some of them have reinstated Twitter accounts that they won't uh, won't go to because they want to drive people to Truth Social as their backup. Mm, Truth Social. Not Which, that I'm talking about anybody specifically. By the way, just got a year extension to work out their deal with their SPAC. So okay, uh, and you can listen to that on our investment podcast. <laughs> Look for it wherever you get your podcasts. And that kind of leads us in, though, to to you know those leadership changes. Maybe the biggest thing on the Democratic yeah. side is a peaceful transition of power from the very aged to not the very so diverse, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we've got uh, Pelosi uh, stepping down, and and. She made it clear that she was not going to run for the speakership again. Uh, so 
All impressions are she would have remained Speaker had they managed to keep control of the House, but was planning to step down after that. Well, she had some agreement that said she wasn't going to remain Speaker. Yeah. She'd only be Speaker for four years. Yeah, exactly. But so, yeah, so it seems like uh, Hakeem Jeffries is kind of the anointed successor. Um, it's not clear how the anointing will necessarily go once, you know, we get to next election and if Democrats do get control of the House, you know, who will be in charge and, and all of that. So we'll see. We will see. And it's, you know, the next two years will give the Democrats a chance to figure out if they can keep themselves organized and yeah. put together uh, as we the run up to the 2024 election cycle, which has already started. We'll get to that in a minute because we do need to go to this week in investigating Republicans, which is really nice. I got to be honest, because it's not this week in investigating or criminal Illinois politicians. Right. Right. No, so, we have plenty of national Republicans. We yeah. can investigate. Instead. Thank you, Republicans. Yes. For letting us talk about this. And I think the big news is that it's time for everybody's favorite kind of council, a special council. My favorite. Maybe I'll throw some sound effects in here. We'll see how that goes. That'd be great. <laughs> so Merrick Garland uh, this past week announced that there would be a special council uh, to handle the federal investigations of the former guy, yes, uh, across Which, a couple of you states. know, it's a logical, it's a logical way to address the fact that he's now running for office nominally. We'll get to that in a sec, but you know, uh, that way it's like okay, well they're independent, so it's not. The DOJ, which the DOJ has been it's, annoyingly independent. But so. it's not really that independent, right? Yeah. So the a special counsel, I, I like this description. It's like a pop-up. It's like a pop-up office. Yeah. So, you know, you'll hear like, oh, the, uh, you know, the lead attorney in the Southern District of New York. That's an office of the DOJ. Uh, the special counsel is a pop-up office. They still report up to... The, up to Garland. Yeah. Um, the difference is if the special counsel recommends something and the attorney general goes against it, they have to report that to Congress. Yeah. So there's additional transparency, but it's, you know, it's more about the person that they pick. And the right. person they picked is somebody with a very memorable name, Jack Smith. So, are we sure that's an actual person? I mean, it wasn't just like a placeholder that we're going to put in a name here once we figure out who it is, and they just forgot to remove it from the paperwork. It does feel feel like, like they might actually have a guy change his name to right? Jack Smith just because now it's all legal and it might get complicated. So, this guy, he's been a longtime federal prosecutor. He's a Harvard Law educated, uh, was a prosecutor in the Southern District of New York. Um, has been a prosecutor in The Hague. So at the time that he was announced, he was in Kosovo. Oh, wow. Okay. And he wasn't there because he was recovering from a cycling injury. Kosovo. <laughs> uh, but he was in charge of the Justice Department's uh, essentially political ethics division. So he has prosecuted Republicans and Democrats um, over the years. Uh, some successfully, some not. 
for what that's worth. Um, and he's now responsible for the investigations into uh, the Mar-a-Lago Presidential Library and Day Spa. Yes. And anything and related. And Gallery. Yeah, exactly. And anything related to January 6th, the transition of power, the impeding of the government processes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. I feel like they'll find him guilty like 20 years after he's dead of something, but like it's going to take a while. <clears throat> yes. On the bright side, New York is moving a little faster. So They are. They're just. So uh, the former Trump Organization CFO has testified in open court about how, like, of course everybody knew that we were breaking the law. Right. Yes, duh. Isn't that what you do? So that criminal case moving very quickly and kind of moving up the chain. Um, and the, the civil case where they're trying to pull back a bunch of money, um, that looks very, very strong, kind of beating back challenges. Uh, there were some really interesting legal challenges by the Trump team. Um, kind of filing in Florida because there were trusts established in Florida to shield assets. Um, but the, uh, you know... Look, this is not a legal podcast. I recommend you listen to Legal No, it's, AF it's highly illegal. Those. You should delete this immediately. No, wait. Yeah, probably. Listen first, then delete it. Then rate us on iTunes. Then rate us on iTunes. So that's all moving along. Georgia is going to get mo- moving again soon because that whole prosecution was on pause for the midterms. Yeah. Um, so that's happening. And just today, the Supreme Court has cleared the way for the lame duck Congress to get access to Donald Trump's tax returns. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those in about a week. Yeah. I mean, those have just got to get out there. Can we just take, like, the the commission that's been working out of the House, can we just, like, take everything and just kind of just move it up to the Senate and just kind of keep going? Like, I don't know how that works, but, like, like, I feel like, like, whoever's the production team for it, like, they need to go work for the Senate now and just kind of keep going. Yeah. Yeah, and then we can have oh, we can have unless like, law and order oh, is still shooting. Oh, oh, no, we can have dueling prime time. We can have Hunter Biden's laptop on Fox, oh, okay. and then at the same time on on literally every other channel, we can have like criminal investigations of Trump. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you know, like, and it, you know that the the Hunter Biden thing would be a little like This American Life, but it would be you know, Chapter One, browsing history. And they just go on like, and look here, three times he went to this cupcake website. (laughs) Do I know what cupcake means? Who knows what cupcake means? It could be anything. Tell us about your secret connection, cupcake. Uh, That was actually Uh, a cupcake. We knew it. Yes. But the other big political news is that the orange guy has declared that he's going to run for president to make... America great and glorious again. Again, again. In, in what can only be described as a rambling speech at Mar-a-Lago where all people of color were banned. So here's how you know it was a bad speech. Uh, first of all, they had people trying to leave the room, yeah. and security was not letting them. But second, even Fox News cut away from his speech. I mean, that's Perhaps astounding. realizing that they were doing him a service by not showing it to anybody. Um, and, and if you look at it, what it seems to be is whoever 
is his speechwriter is not very good at it. I mean, do you think he has one? What's that? Do you think he has a speechwriter? Maybe it's just maybe it's, you th- it's well, your right. foil or something. You can right? tell. Okay, you can tell when he's reading off a teleprompter. He was definitely That's reading true. off a teleprompter. Do you think he writes? No. Other than tweets. That's fair. It's fair. It's totally fair. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I sit corrected. Process of elimination. Process of elimination. Thank you. What was really interesting, other than people trying to leave and security keeping them in the room, which I loved, was the reaction from various people. First, his kid saying, I'm out. I need to interrupt this for a moment. Uh, I was just handed a beer. It's fantastic. Wow. It was. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you that Steve stopped mid-sentence. Yes. And he he looked at the beer and looked at me and looked back at the beer. I'm like, is this my beer? Is this actually my beer? Because it's it's like an orange, like, dreamsicle kind of vibe, but a beer and, like, a little hoppy, but not so hoppy that it offsets the – it's very nice. So, anyhow – We'll get back to the beer in a moment, but I just had to interrupt. That's amazing. Because that's, that's what I'm amazing. Doing. <laughs> what were so you saying? Everybody, everybody, uh, everybody reacted. Kids are like, "Yeah, we don't need any of this anymore." Vonk is like, "I'm stepping away from politics." My two favorite headlines, though. Wait, do you have favorite headlines? Because I have favorite headlines. I don't know. If uh, I do sometimes. Uh, I don't have any right now. But so please for go this, on. the National Review, their headline: No. <laughs> I like it. Brevity gets to the Brevity, point. Good. It's like and, and the other side, and this is really important for a number of reasons, but the New York Post, retiree makes announcement. Story on page 26. <laughs> That's pretty good. So clearly. No, I'm sorry. Florida man makes announcement. Oh, yeah. And then it was retired Florida man Donald Trump. So it seems like uh, I mean, News Corp has made their decision about their uh, how on board they are with Trump's reign of terror. It is, it is really, really crazy. Let's talk about beer. Yes, since let's I talk about beer. Try to get there ahead of us, but I know, but it's great. So we're at Hop Butcher. Yes, for the world. For the world. Uh, this is the in world. the same space that used to be occupied by Half Acre until they moved to their Belmoral location. Um, right off of Lincoln, and they got it's you know a nice little tap room, and then they got the brewing next door. Uh, it's a great place. Uh, just opened like two weeks ago. Yeah, and the beer that had me go whoa uh, beers to make you go hmm is the Blazed Orange Milkshake. So it is a milkshake double IPA. So clocking in at seven and a half. So a little strong, but not crazy. It's, and it's also just crazy that we think 7.5% is not crazy, but... Right, because, yes. Back in Denver, you could ha- you had to buy 3-2 beer at the grocery store, so this is double that and a little extra. Uh, but, yeah, no, very good. And they had the Magic, which is a delightful... Um, uh, it was a Saison. Overall, they've got a very heavy ipa pale ale uh menu which given that they are a hop butcher i suppose that would make sense yeah it's definitely kind of my vibe and so just one little thing though hop butcher for the world is a play on a on a sandberg poem right yes so hog butcher for the world this is yes. hop butcher um and it's actually the the 
the Carl Sandburg poem is on the wall. Yeah. Here in the space. It was, it was either that or the brewery of Big Shoulders. So yeah. I'm sure that there's Big Shoulders coffee. I don't know if there's Big Shoulders beer. But if there isn't, I don't know how there isn't. There's a business opportunity, everybody. Go for so it. You, can, you can make a religion out of that. Better than buying Twitter. Better, cheaper, probably. Most likely, yes. Not if you do it right, though. Um, I started, and this is a great Chicago thing here. I started with the Mild Jardinera, uh, which is a hazy pale ale, and it was just delicious. I mean, I, really, really good. And then I moved on to the Hoppy Thursday, which they sold me, even though it's a Tuesday. So I appreciated their flexibility. Um, really tasty, really good. I, 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 the whole the whole menu looks excellent, and they do five, ten, and sixteen ounces. So. Um, even if you just want to have a wee little five ounce, you can grab that and and really enjoy the stuff here. I, I can't recommend it enough. Can't recommend yeah, it enough. Yeah, no, this is good. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah. We will definitely be back. International. Let's talk about International. The World Cup. It's literally the only thing going on in the international thing. Nothing, yeah, really. nothing is going on in international news other than the World Cup. The war in Ukraine is, is, yes. Anyhow, uh, um, uh, I will say, um, if you are inclined to watch last week tonight, uh, John Oliver's show on HBO, um, I highly recommend the most recent episode because it talks a lot about what's wrong with uh, the World Cup and FIFA and and Qatar. So, oh, I mean. I can't cover it as well as he did, so just go watch yeah, that. I, I think, yeah, I always recommend the John Oliver. And and I'll tell you, I'm as a lifelong soccer player and fan, it is very conflicted right now, right? Like, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, there it is. As, as a as a fan of an NFL team, I totally understand this. You can appreciate this. that not wanting to watch. I understand watch. This, this contention. Uh, I I am not one who generally follows soccer, or as you might call it, football. Uh, but uh, I am one who will usually watch the World Cup on some level, and I've just decided, you know what? Like I don't do it that much. I'm just not going to do it this year, and I'll come back in four years. Yeah, I've had this debate with people. Like, there's absolutely nothing I can do about it now. Yeah. Yeah, you know. and if you're watching, you know. No judgment. Like, this is just my personal choice. And uh, it's like, now, granted, if somebody's like, hey, come over, we're going to do a soccer whatever watch thing, I might be like, oh, okay, fine. But it's not, uh, I'm not that. Well, on Friday, if you want to come by, we're going to watch U.S. England. U.S. England on Friday, Group B. Group B, the U.S. drew with Wales in their opening match. England destroyed Iran 6-2. So that's got to make you feel good. Unfortunately, the kingdom Does of Saudi it? Arabia beat Argentina 2-1. to one, So, Honestly, I'm surprised they just aren't all tied 0-0. Uh, that's a, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I actually do like soccer. It's just I, it's not some, a sport that I ever really kind of like grew up with. Like, I, mean, I played soccer, but it, yeah. like, in terms of watching it. And so I've never really known like who to follow, and it never really made a lot of sense to me, except at the World Cup. It's like... Well, we've got Team USA. And usually I'll get behind, like, you know, Team South Korea or whatever. Like, I'll find some team that I'm like, 
they're spunky. I like them. Let's yeah. go for it. You know, I like the hats on their fans. Right. Yeah. I. I don't know. They have man. a lovely song. I like yeah, their song. So, We're gonna okay. do that. The nice. Uh, it is interesting in the Middle East with uh, with all of the things that are going on and FIFA doing things like threatening players if they have a one love armband because the captains were going to wear armbands with yeah. a rainbow well, on them. And also apparently like there are people trying to bribe the Ecuadorian soccer team to throw their game to Qatar, which, which they apparently did not. did not do. They so. did not do. I hope they took the money. Yeah. We'll find out if they took the money because well, they'll probably are. they'll probably be killed anyhow because you know because corruption, everybody. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's what's going on in international news. How about uh, inner space news? Yes. Yeah, so let's move on to the universe. Uh, Artemis One is on the way to the moon. And if you're not familiar with this, this is NASA's somewhat delayed but ongoing effort to try to get us back to the moon and being instead of just being like a one-shot deal, is like having it be something where we have people on there in a regular yeah. regular you've pattern. Seen for all mankind, we're just trying to... It, right, it, we're just trying to catch yeah, up. Yeah, part part of the, our country is trying to be for all mankind. The other part's trying to be... Uh, for dear leader. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so the this current launch is basically just tr- testing systems out. It is unmanned. It'll come back, uh, you know, do a loop around the moon and come back. It's supposed to get back on, like, December 14th, right? Yeah, that's about right. Um, so they're looping right now. And then if all goes well, then basically I believe it's the third launch would be with people on board ready to go to the moon. Um, so that's pretty cool. And, I, you know, I'm a space nerd, so I just love that I this see. is You've happening at all. You've got a space all. nerd shirt on. I've got a space nerd shirt on. It's, you know, that's what I am. So but you, went to space camp three times, the, the, you know. What? Yes. You've got the, you have the Venn diagram of space nerd and politics nerd politics on my nerd. on my yeah. chest right now i have that shirt um too. but i <laughs> was left wondering how's that going to mars thing working out for the elon musk fans because like i will say it's been interesting how my perspective on this has changed recently it was like you know i was very excited with spacex and watching yeah. rockets land vertically and how cool very was cool. that and then like okay that's neat but like the very boring version that NASA does is just just doing its thing, and it's going to the moon right now. Like, I, I heard somebody from NASA talking about how like NASA does the things that are not commercially viable. Yeah, hands that off to somebody else. Now we can do the next thing. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Yeah. So that's uh, space news. Um, so space news. Let's let's take it back. Let's come all the way back to uh, what's going on around. Uh, these parts here. So you know, I assume politics are over because the election is done. Yeah. So a uh, couple things. Uh, and we're going to start at the Illinois level because I think this is super important. Maybe the most important thing. Pritzker won in a landslide. Yes. Which is good. And also on Twitter, there is a meme account called Nomadic Warriors for Pritzker. Yes. Which is the funniest thing I've seen <laughs> politics-wise. In and fact, I came in here, and so EJ is wearing a shirt that's Pritzker for Khan, as in, as in, you know, Kublai Khan, Genghis. not a, or Genghis <laughs> Khan, not as in Khan. Well, interesting that you went Kublai, not Genghis, but that's a you know probably a different podcast. 
That's on our uh, Rulers of the Step right. podcast. <laughs> Find it wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> your, your step-related podcast. Um, but I saw the shirt, and he's like, check out my shirt. And I'm like, that's cool. I don't understand it. <laughs> so, so he had to explain it to me. But once he explained it to me, I'm like, that's amazing. So explain it to our, uh, I, our no, fair I listeners. Mean, it's, it, it's really all about these memes about... Pritzker being the con of the Midwest and taking over large swaths. Yes. Highly recommend finding them on on Twitter. Uh, Pritzker mentioned him or mentioned the account in his victory speech, which was awesome. I, I, I don't know. It just it makes me happy. It makes yes. me happy that people care that much. They I, make great I maps. Say, like, I, like, you know, I, I, I suspect that if, if Biden doesn't run again, that... Uh, Pritzker will will take a shot at it, and I would be very excited for that. Really interesting article in the New York Times about who people want to run in 2024. Pritzker's up there. Gretchen Sue Whitmer. Cuomo has fallen off the list. Yeah. <laughs> people, people like even Republicans or independents talking about Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan. It's going to turn to Governor Thunderdome, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. Um, so Chicago, the big thing here is that, as happens for the municipals, the midterms overlap yes. with the municipals. So it's as though it's it was designed to make turnout a problem and, and getting organized a problem for local so, electeds. Exactly. So the municipal elections are in process right now. We've just been going through ballot access. So... This is people going out there getting signatures for mayor, for aldermen, for police district council, which is a new thing here in Chicago. Yep. Um, and each one has different numbers of signatures people need to get. Uh, and there is a window under which they have to uh, get their signatures in. So that window opened yesterday and closes next week. So yesterday there were a huge group of people, you know, submitting their signatures, their big stacks of paper with their signatures on them to be on the ballot. Yep. And the advantage of doing it at the beginning is that you could be first on the ballot. So everybody who turns it in on day one uh, gets put into a lottery to be first on the ballot. Yeah. Um, And then the last person to put them in gets last. So people are... You know, there's some strategy into first on the ballot, last on the ballot. Right. Uh, so we're in this little interregnum period. Most of the hype was yesterday. Uh, it will end next week. Uh, Monday is the last day for turning them in. So uh, that yeah. will then start I, the ballot challenging season. Right. Where people argue about signatures on ballots. I, and I have to say... If there's anything that you're thinking you might want to get involved in this particular election cycle, the the district councils, I think, is a huge thing to get involved in because it's going to be a bunch of people that nobody knows their name. And so if you do that door to door, like going out and talking to people, you can actually have a real impact and and hopefully, you know, make some make some changes in, in, you know, how the police are run in this city. But yeah. And the the police district councils, for those of you in or out of Chicago, frankly, it's going to be a partially elected board of people who have some modicum of oversight over the police. And I, yeah. you know, that's going to change over time. It's a it's a pretty complex law. 
that was clearly negotiated to give people an out. But it's kind of divided up in districts that are different than any of your other voting districts. Yeah. So, you know, somebody may be running for district council uh, in span, you know, three wards and four state house districts and, and, and. Yeah. And you can reasonably assume that the, the police union is going to be very active in trying to and, and control they the look of this. They and absolutely so are. If you want to be able to say something about how this works in Chicago, this is the one to get involved in. Yeah. Now, it, it's really important. Um, it's important to find who you've got available to you. Um, what I have seen, though, is that there haven't been a lot of sort of sort of outreach from those candidates. It's been door knocking and whatnot to get the signatures. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a, a, a political group I'm affiliated with, uh, Democracy for America, Northside Democracy for America here in Chicago. We're going to have a series of four nights of forums with those candidates because people just aren't doing them. Uh, yeah. They're all going to be virtual. Uh, you can search for us online. Maybe I'll, I'll link to it in our Facebook posts. Um, but, you know, hear from these people because it's important. Yep. You know, eventually they'll kind of weigh in on who's the superintendent, what's the policy. Um, super important. Um, on the mayoral side, which is the other big one, so many people declared. Uh, we've got some, you know, some normal, everyday people we expect all the time. Willie Wilson, Dr. Willie Wilson, who's been giving away free gas and turkeys. I mean, does at some point, does he just get in place on the ballot? Like, he didn't gather signatures. Just, like, by simply having run so many times, he's just, like, grandfathered in. Yeah, it's like the Million Miler Club in American Airlines. Right, right. He gets his points. status, yeah. Yeah, platinum member or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, He's given out enough turkeys. Um, He's a guy who voted for Donald Trump. Uh, African-American guy voted for Donald Trump and won't answer questions anymore about if he wants Trump to run again. Um, we have uh, Paul Vallis, who used to be uh, head of schools. I, I don't know why he's running. He's going to lose. Uh, God, I hope so. Uh, former, uh, former briefly governor Pat Quinn, um, who was governor. I literally be- fell asleep right as he said his name. Yeah. He held a big press conference. He has run for every single office that I know of. Dog catcher. I mean, I do respect the determination of just like, I just like being, I just doing a politics thing. I'm going to keep doing it. Whatever. He held a big press conference to announce that he wasn't running for mayor. The big three are Brandon Johnson, uh, who is supported by the teachers union. Uh, Chewy Garcia, who is... uh, uh, representative in the House, and one of the few, you know, and stood up to run against Rom uh, several years ago when he was there. When uh, I forget her name, but the uh, head of the teachers' union, who, yes, uh, Lewis. Karen Lewis. Yeah, um, I phoned a friend too. Yeah, uh, Chewy <laughs> announced very, very late. Uh, he announced very, very late. Uh, uh, really hasn't gotten the traction that he was expecting to get. Um, uh, and then, of course, incumbent Lori Lightfoot. Inco- incumbent Lori Lightfoot is in the race. Um, 
who knows how this is going to turn out. Um, Brendan Johnson said he turned in 4,800 signatures, which is astounding. Yes. Right? And, like, it's really funny to see people wheeling in these big sheaves of paper, right? Like, oh, I'm going to bring them in on a dolly, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, to me, the, the real interesting thing is Ray Lopez, who's the alderman for the 15th Ward, had said he was going to run for alderman or for mayor, which changes uh, the way that uh, he can raise money. And he got hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations from a single person. And then right at the end, he's like, oh, actually, no, I'm not running for mayor. I'm running for alderman. Yeah. So now he's got this huge war chest. Uh, it's, it's super, super well done uh, Chicago switch right. on the, by Ray Lopez, who's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. So <laughs> we're into the municipal now. From here on out, it's going to be cold weather door knocking uh, right up into the February election. We're going to be talking about wait. this every episode. <laughs> um, I'm going to have some really interesting stories about, you know, moderate progressives versus socialists versus uh, the the FOP backed candidates. Yeah, like like at a federal level, Chicago politics is pretty pretty dull. But but municipal, that's when the fun is. So. I mean, it is. I mean, sharpen the knives, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a time hoot. to get them out. All right. So I think that's pretty much it. I yep, that's it. We got it all covered. That is that all is the news, it. everybody, with Gary Gnu. Thanks for sticking with us. Have a happy holiday. Eat a bunch of turkey. Go to your local brewery, pick up some craft beer, bring it back, pair it up with each of the courses. Share it with that uncle who has all those crazy theories. Exactly. That's a great idea. Maybe start with a 12% barley wine and see how it goes. <laughs> you can make a TikTok out of that. Oh, yeah. The kids tell me. Absolutely. So stay safe, everybody. Thank you Enjoy so much. Enjoy your holidays. Take care. Bye-bye.